Welcome to this week's podcast at Bergen Park Church from Evergreen, Colorado. We hope you enjoy this message, and if you'd like to hear any more or learn more about the church, please visit bergenparkchurch.org. Yeah, I'm Josh Donoff. I'm the pastor at Colorado Life Church. It's an honor to be here. Um... Um, I actually worked here for nine years, like nine years ago. So it's been a while. So some of the, a lot of your faces are new. Some of you are, I know for a long, long time. When Jason asked me to preach, I, I jumped at the opportunity and went straight to our church and I said, hey, we're going to do a field trip on um, January 9th. We're going to come and uh, have church with you guys. And, and it's been an honor. I just want you guys to know, um, <sighs> This, I just read a, a, an article this last week that said that, it was a Gallup poll <clears throat> that said that now in our post-COVID world, 50%, uh, now we've, we've now broken the mark of less than 50% of Americans go to church. Um, and it's been a mark that we've been approaching for a while. It's been trending this way, but in a post-COVID world, it really shoved it uh, below that 50%. So 50% of Americans don't go to church. They're not churched. And that's part of the reason we exist as a church, Colorado Life Church. We've, we've always said we wanted to build something from the ground up with the people who don't go to church in mind. Um, and, and I just wanted you guys to know that, um, that COVID's taken its toll on church leaders. Really, really. I mean, it, and, and that's, that's every industry, right? Leadership in every industry is, is now, it's, an, it's a different leadership landscape. And uh, I just wanted to encourage you guys to, to just lean in during this time. Grace goes a long way in this post-COVID world. And if we can be, it, it, it's, it's not, this is not a time to freak out. <laughs> this is a time for us as the church to unite and to reach a broken world, a world that is increasingly turning away from God. Um, and the only way that we can make an impact and, and move the needle the opposite way is, the, the only way I can see it happening is if we unite. We don't freak out, <clears throat> we unite and we lean in. And so with that, <clears throat> before I start preaching, I wanted to just pray for us, pray for unity among the church in, in Evergreen, um, and pray for your church, pray for our church. And so let me do that, please. <clears throat> God, we thank you that you are God. We thank you that you are with us, and I pray that for this community of believers that they would lean in, they would jump in with both feet. Lord, we pray for our leadership. As we've already prayed this morning, we we pray for our leadership. We pray for our church. We pray that you would unite us, and as a result of of us being united, Lord, we're not glorified, but you are glorified, and you get all the glory, and we get to watch. And, And Lord, what will we get to see in the years to come? What will we get the front row seat to of you doing in this town if we unite? I pray that you would make that so, um, and make it so here. pray all this in your name. Amen. <clears throat> so, I'd say over the years, my favorite book on and off has is, is been the book of Proverbs in the Bible. Um, if nothing else, the book of Proverbs has some really funny Proverbs in it. it has, especially if you go and read from, like, the message, you get things like this. If you don't have oxen, at least your barns are clean. It's true. It's wisdom. And, and, and that's what Proverbs is. If you're familiar with the book of Proverbs, it's just kind of all the shotgun 
of different pieces of wisdom. You want some wisdom on marriage? Here's some wisdom on marriage. You want some wisdom on money? Here's some wisdom on money. It's got all sorts of different things, including things like if you wake a friend in the early morning by shouting, rise and shine, it will sound him more like a curse than a blessing. Proverbs 27, 14. And and then here's another one. A nagging spouse is like a drip, drip, drip of a leaky faucet. You can't turn it off and you can't get away from it. Ooh. That's Proverbs. This one's good. As a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. Let that one sink in for a second. It's gross. That's what a fool is. A fool is like a dog that returns to his vomit to, to, to get another dose. One more. Even if a fool looks smart, even a fool looks smart when his mouth is shut, if he doesn't say anything, he could actually look intelligent. So like the book of Proverbs, I'd encourage you to read it, if nothing else, because there's little bits like this that'll just kind of make you smile or chuckle. But then in in the midst of all of these Proverbs, and what's so fascinating to me and why I like this book so much, is it seems like it's just, again, a shotgun approach. It's all these different things, um, and it seem, they seem loosely connected. Sometimes there's little sections that deal with a certain topic, but a lot of times it's just moving from one to the next to the next. And in the midst of that, that, uh, that movement, Solomon, the author of, of the book of Proverbs, brilliantly, geniusly, and I don't know if you knew this, like if you've, if you've sat down and read the, the book of Proverbs, maybe you've caught this. I didn't catch it until I, I learned it in, in seminary. But I, th- there's, there's voices in the book of Proverbs. There's actually, amidst this, this terse, um, pithy, a la carte, buffet-style, come take what you want, you know, out of it, there's this theme. There's these voices in the book of Proverbs, two of them that I want to focus in on today, one of them is the voice of a father. It's this voice of, of a father who cares for his children. And he's pleading with his children. And if you're a parent in the room, you've been in this situation. Even if your, your kid's like three months old, you're, please just go to bed. You know, then, then you get a little bit older. And as the kids age and stuff, you're like, please make the, you know, you're going to school today. Please make the right choice. And then they're teenagers, and that's a whole other world. And then, they, you know, they go off, and they, they grow up, and they leave the nest, right? Or maybe they don't leave the nest, you know. And you're still, you're, you're still thinking you're pleading with them. Please. Listen to me, my son, my daughter. And in the book of Proverbs, in fact, if you've got the book of Proverbs, we're going to work this today, actually. There's um, um, a Bible cleverly, if, if I remember, it's cleverly hidden in front of your, the seat next in, in front of you there. Um, and we're going to go to the book of Proverbs. And I want you to see something here. Um, the book of Proverbs is 527 in the Bibles here in the pews. And I just want, I want, my goal before we dive in today is I want you to see this, this voice, this father. Look at uh, Proverbs 1, verse 8. Hear, my son, your father's instructions. Forsake not your mother's teachings. Turn to chapter 2. My son, if you receive my word and treasure up my commands with you. Chapter 3. My son, don't forget my teachings. Don't let your, your heart keep my commands. But let your heart keep my commands. Chapter 4, here, oh son, do you see this? There's, there's, a, there's a, a loving father behind this whiz, book of wisdom. It's not just, you know, like something, like, it's so, like the opposite of a fortune cookie. 
is this book. And I want you to do something before we really get going. I want you to picture that father. I want you to picture somebody. I want to put a, a personality to it. Someone that you greatly respect. Maybe it was a grandfather. Maybe it was your own father. Maybe it was somebody who, you know, an uncle or somebody who came alongside of you who was older, that had wisdom, that cared for you and was willing to stop, willing to, to like, like maybe inter, you know, in, intersect your life like, like, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like get in your face about something and really say, hey, I, I, my son, I care about you. I want you to live wisely. Can I show you who it is for me? This, when I think of the father, it's, it's this person right here. That's uh, Morgan Freeman. Come on. Like, I, I know this is from Bruce Almighty, Bruce Almighty, Evan Almighty. You guys saw those movies. Now, listen, I, don't take theological advice from it. But when I saw this movie, it forever, like, this is how now I see God the Father. It just works for me. What's yours? Who is it for you? I want you to picture my goal. One of my goals, I have two goals for today. One of them is just for you to, to, to have a picture in your brain of what, what, what God the Father looks like for you. What, what, a, what maybe this voice, if you were reading the book of Proverbs, what this voice would look like as he's pleading, my son, my daughter, my son, my daughter, please live wise lives. And then there's another character in the book of Proverbs. There's a second person in the book of Proverbs, and this is, the second person is a woman. And Proverbs calls her Lady Wisdom. Look at um, chapter, where am I? Oh, right here. Chapter 1, verse 20. Wisdom cries aloud in the streets, in the market. She raises her voice. And again, there's this, it's this person, it, like he's person, the, the writer, Solomon, is personifying wisdom itself, wisdom herself. And she's calling aloud from the street corners out there on Highway 74 and 65. She's calling out. If you go downtown and, you know, there's a, you know, there's a, here's, and here's the thing. Is there anyone out there actually doing that? No. If you go to Times Square, there's nobody preaching. Okay, there is somebody preaching, but that's not, like, this, this is different. This is, this is lady wisdom. This is, and, but here's what, what Solomon's saying is, in a sense, in life, if you pay attention, lady wisdom is calling out aloud on the streets. In, in, in the lives that are going on around us, if you pay attention, right, it's like a parable playing out before us. And Lady Wisdom calls aloud in that she says this at the head of the noisy streets, verse 21, she cries out at the entrance of the city gates, she speaks, how long, O oh simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will you love your simple ways? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? And the reality is, wisdom's out there. If we, if we look around, wisdom it, it, you, we can find wisdom in the way people live, in the decisions we have made, the results of those decisions, right? And we can learn from them. We can, we can come to know Lady Wisdom. Turn to, um, oh, before I do this, I want you to picture. Lady Wisdom, what's your picture? Who do you picture of Lady Wisdom? I want you to think of somebody. I, I, I don't want to move on until you think of somebody who can be that voice when you read this, right? 
This is embarrassing. Because can I tell you who it is for me? It's Terry Tucker. Terry Tucker is one of the most beautiful women I've ever met in my life. And this is funny because I know this is odd and this is weird, but she's like old enough to be my mom. So before my mom moved here, like Terry Tucker was my Colorado mom. And she, we spent a lot of time, in fact, Terry, I, I didn't warn her I was going to do this, but Terry, this is so funny. I remember one time you and I were hanging out in Bergen Park after our staff meeting, because we were both on staff here, and we were talking, and she just got me. She just understood what I was going through and had wisdom to speak in my life, and I'm like, my closest friend right now is like a 50-year-old woman. This is okay. And I went home, and I was, Christy, is this okay? She's like, that's okay. But that's lady wisdom for me. Who is it for you? Who is it for you who's beautiful that, that, that's calling out in the streets and always has something to say that's worthwhile? Who do you call when you need wisdom? That's lady, wisdom. And she says this, look, turn to chapter 8 of Proverbs. And it says again, she calls in the streets. Um, go to, oh, oh, I love this. Go to uh, verse 8. Or 10, 10, chapter 8, verse 10. This is Lady Wisdom. She's calling out and saying, Take my instruction instead of silver, instead of knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you, you may desire cannot compare to that. And here's the thing. This is, if, if you're young, this doesn't make sense. The older you are, the more this makes sense. So I, I got some old people, sorry, nodding their heads right there. Because, the, like, like my, I don't even know who you are, but, like, you would probably trade your house for wisdom, wouldn't you? I'm getting thumbs up back there. And the reality is, is that like, like there's another verse in here. I couldn't find it before this, but like it said that, that though, you, uh, though you lose everything, seek wisdom. Wisdom is supreme. Though you could have everything in the world, just leave it aside if it means that you're not going to live a wise life. Why are they so emphatic about this? Why is Lady Wisdom so, I mean, that's a strong statement, right? It's because of verses like this. And this is where we're going to, to camp this morning. There's two verses I want to share with you. One is this. Proverbs 25, 28. And we'll put this up on the screen. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Like a city whose walls are broken through. I bet you're wondering why I put these walls up here, right? <laughs> like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. And I picture this like, like when a wall, you know, like a wall gets broken through, all it takes is one breach, right? And then the enemy can come in, and then you're done. Like, you know, you study like ancient warfare, and that's, they were trying just, just one spot, finding the weakest link. And here's, here's what I think this verse is saying, this wisdom, this proverb is saying, is like, like, you can have a really, really good wall, but it's not a really, really good wall if it's only three quarters full, or seven eighths done, or nine tenths, you know what I mean? Like, it has to, the wall has to be complete. Uh, a week and a half ago, you know when we had that snow, and then it got like zero degrees outside? Our house was freezing. 
which is not that unusual because we bought an older house two years ago. I'm still working on it. Like, it's, it's hot upstairs, cold downstairs. But it was, like, cold everywhere that day. And I'm like, I guess it kind of makes sense. It's zero degrees outside. Until I went to bed that night and realized there was a, a window open. Just like this. That's all. Upstairs. Two inches. It was like all the air is escaping out. See, walls are kind of like that, too. And this is why wise living is so important. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. The, the voices of Proverbs, Lady Wisdom, the, the, the loving Father, care for us too much to let our walls be shabby, to our walls have holes in them, so they say gain wisdom. And to be wise means that, that you make wise choices one after another, and you build a whole wall all the way around to protect what? And this is, where, this is why this is so important. Turn to Proverbs 4.23. This is maybe my favorite verse in all of Proverbs. Proverbs 4.23 says this. This is, the, this is what walls do. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Parents, when you think of your kids and they're having a hard time, what do you, like, like their heart is hurting or they're hanging out with somebody who, you know, they know they could, they, could, that, they could get hurt over there. Why? Because you want them to guard their heart against that person, right? The youth, look at me. Like, look, if, you're, if you're a student, look at me. Above all else, guard your heart. For it is the wellspring of life is another version of this passage that from from uh, from your heart here's the thing and this is why they're so emphatic about this almost hyper you know, hyperbolic is that the right word they're so strong about it because they know if you don't have good walls if you don't guard your heart it will it could destroy your life doesn't matter what you have doesn't matter how good you are at your career doesn't matter if you have all these things it, it, if your heart is all beat up you won't have life because above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it it is the wellspring of life some of us haven't done a great job of guarding our hearts recently and, and some of us were actually we're mad at god because like god what the heck is going on i i, I believe in you i want to follow you and he's like yeah but you didn't guard your heart you know and, and it, it, your walls, were, you haven't made wise, wise choices. And here's the other thing about wise choices that is interesting, too, is, is and we've, had a lot, we've had a lot of moral failures. We've had the, a lot of mighty fall recently, we, you know, all over the world, but even in the Christian world, right? And I, I, I sympathize with, with people that, that are in that situation, especially in the public eye. It's like, oh my goodness. They probably feel like, man, I was doing this right, I was doing this right, and I, I, was, I, I got a great career, and I'm good, I'm wise with money, I'm wise with this. But then there was just this one spot that got the best of them. This one patch of their wall that had a hole in it. And then all of a sudden, we know what happens 
falls down. Everything collapses. Now, I'm not going to do this one because I like the people in the front row. You know, I don't want to hurt anyone. But here's, that's the point, is when we don't live wisely, when we choose not to live wisely, what happens when the wall falls down is the people who are closest to us are the ones that get hurt the most. And your heavenly Father doesn't want that for you. Lady Wisdom calls aloud in the streets and says there's a better way. Though it costs everything you have, though you're going to have to turn your attention from, from the other things in your life that, that are saying, over here, over here, pay attention to me. You have to turn away from those and seek wisdom. But if you do, oh my, you'll have life. Isn't that cool? Isn't, that's what God wants for you. That's what God wants for me. And so what, all I want to do this, I'm basically done. Oh, no, I've got a really cool video. Can I show you a cool video? Go roll that video. This is kind of what wise choices do. This is, this is 3D printing a house. That's cement coming out of that thing. And by the way, this is the future. We're going to be like ordering our houses from Dairy Queen in the future, right there. Is it chocolate? Is it vanilla? Yes. I don't know. And here's the thing is when you're, when you're making wise choices, this is one after another. It's like, and here's the thing, the younger you are, again, teens, youth, 20-somethings, think about this. You're laying, a lot of times you're laying down, you're making wise choices. You're like, I don't know what this one's for. I don't know what this one does. This one doesn't seem to lead to anywhere. And it doesn't, right? Because it's just one layer. But when you put them all together, that's what starts to happen. Isn't that cool? That's what God wants for you and for me. And it comes one wise choice at a time. And so I want to leave you with this. I'm going to give you a gift. I'm actually going to give you a Jenga block on your way out. And you can take this with you. You can put it in your pocket. It's pocket size if you're a pocket person. Unless you're a woman that wears those jeans that don't have pockets, but they do. That is so weird to me. You're, you're, you're going to have to figure something else out. But for those of us with normal pants... You can put them in your pocket and just carry it for the week. And when, when you have this in your pocket, I want you to think about this question right here. What is the wise thing to do? Hmm, I got some hmms out of that. You know why? Here's why. Because this question is brilliant. And I, I, I stole it from Andy Stanley, so don't give me credit. But what's, I heard him preach on this years ago, and it just stuck with me. I was doing youth ministry at the time, and I'm like, I need to teach youth this. And I'm like, I need to teach adults this too. What's the wise thing to do is one of the most powerful questions that you can add to your tool belt for living life. Because here's the deal, when you're at you know, crossroads and you're like at work and it's like, man, everybody else is cutting corners and I, maybe, I, you know, like, it, it's, you know, what should I do? Like, is it wrong? You know, we start asking questions, is it wrong? Does anybody care? You know, we, we like play these games and it's like, no, 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 you ask this question, it'll just cut right through all of that. What's the wise thing to do? You know, we were thinking about taking out a second loan on the house and we probably could get away with it, the market's good, you know. What do, my, you know, what do my friends do? What do you think? Okay, okay, okay. What's the wise thing to do? Well, that, I don't want to ask that question because I want to take the loan. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is a question, if you have the courage to ask it, it's a game changer. 
Here's another way to ask it. Here's, this is, this, I expect you to remember this. What's the wise thing to do? In fact, everybody just say that. What's the wise thing to do? Question mark. I want you to hang on to that. Here's, here's, this is like, that's a small version. There's a little larger version I want to show you. In light of my past experiences, my present circumstances, and my future dreams, what's the wise thing to do? See, that, when you do this, when you ask the question, in light of my past experience, present circumstances, and future dreams, that puts it into context, the decision into context. Okay, okay, in light of, you know, should I go out with her? Should, you know, we, I don't know if, should, if I should be dating her or not. Okay, okay, well, in light of your past experience of dating, your present, you know, your present circumstances, you just broke up with somebody, and your future dreams of what you want in a relationship, what's the wise thing to do? This, this I'm warning you, this question is, is no fun. Because it just cuts right to the core. But if we ask it, and we ask it at the right times, at key times, if, if we take it with us, and we're in the middle of you know, that meeting, and she's saying this, and like, you know, we're, we're mad, we're angry, we want to you know, like, say something that we might regret. Okay, but what's the wise thing to do? In light of my past experiences when I get angry, in light of my circum, present circumstances, you know, things kind of heated in the room, it might not be tomorrow and my future dreams of my relationship that I want with that person. What's the wise thing to do? It's different. I want you to take this with you. Because, and I want you to also, the other, thing, the other thing you can do is the challenge is, you know, a lot of us are kind of in this life, like changing life mindset with the whole January thing, New Year, that kind of stuff. So I thought a sermon like this might be received well. So I was like, yeah, let's preach this in January. And, and maybe you're doing something like that. But another thing you can add to that is there's 31 Chapters of Proverbs in 31 days in a month, most of them. June and November or something. What is that? doesn't matter. We'll talk about something else. Read a proverb a day. And let that take it with you. Let, let that go with you. And, and as you read the Proverbs, hear the voice behind the Proverbs. The voice of your Heavenly Father who cares for you so much and, and if you're new to faith or new to church and you're like, this is exactly why I don't like churches, it tells you, like, like the Bible's going to tell me how to live. And it's like, yeah, in a sense that's true, but only because there's a Heavenly Father who absolutely adores you. It's not without reason. And there's Lady Wisdom calling from the streets, not just because she's, she's a nag, but because she's seen, she, from the streets she sees where people go and where different lifestyles and life paths take people, and she wants good things for us. And that's available to us. It's all right there. Isn't that cool? Don't we serve a great God? A God who loves us, who wants good things for you and for me. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much. Not only that you are God, but that we're here to worship you today because of the type of God that you are. 
Many of us have, have walked these. I know there's wise people in this room. There's people who have reaped the benefits of wise life, and, and, and we owe you our lives, and we've given you our lives. Thank you. In gratitude to you, we say thank you. But Lord, there's some of us in here that, that we, we need to make wise choices. We're at a crossroad, and we don't know what to do. Some of us have lingering sin in our lives. Some of us have secrets, Lord, that are, that are knocking at our door, potentially threatening a, a, a section of our wall to tear it down. And I pray that for that person today that you would give them the wisdom, Lord, to do what's right, and then you give them the courage to do it. Lord, meet us where we're at in this new year. Wherever this is hitting, and all of us, this could hit us each in different ways. I pray that you would meet us there. Amen.